Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yes, awesome to catch up with Salika Winayata. 100 games for Manawatu coming up this weekend. What a what an absolute legend. We're going to talk to another legend now, former Australian Diamonds netball head coach. Uh, post the World Cup, glory, glory to Australia. Not so much for us here in New Zealand in our Silver Ferns, but it's a great pleasure to welcome in for the first time Lisa Alexander to the show. G'day, Lisa. G'day, how are you? And good afternoon to all my... Kiwi fans over there, which I think I've got a few. I know a few people. There you go. There you go. You've been very successful. Um, let's let's touch on the Australian performance because I think it was one of the most hotly contested pre pre tournament. Um, quite often, for a number of years, it was will it be New Zealand or Australia? Now we chucked in England and we chucked in Jamaica, and some of the emerging nations have got stronger as well. Yeah, look, they certainly have. And I was reflecting on it with um, another, actually, one of your colleagues in New Zealand yesterday. It's probably been since 2015, I reckon, the World Cup here in Sydney, that really we've started to see other nations emerging to take over the you know, mantle from New Zealand and Australia. So England were pretty strong there too. And Jamaica was a very, very tough semi-final leading into our final against New Zealand, um, you know, back in Sydney. So particularly the last World Cup where I was head coach Liverpool, that I, I tried to explain to our media here in Australia because they just don't hear over here. They just see Australia winning all the time. <laughs> um, but, you know, it really was a top four um, or five when you include Jamaica, but South Africa were our semi-final and they were extraordinarily tough in Liverpool mm. um, you know to win that match to get through to the final was a, a, you know an enormous achievement for us um, and we nearly got there as I've said to many people we just ran out of time in the end because I think you know you guys are on Casey Kapua and um, it was also um, Amarillian Akinazio was also in they were very injured, mm. <laughs> so I don't think they would have lasted much longer, but they got the victory over there. Um, but this latest World Cup, I mean, you've got Uganda, you've got Malawi, South Africa. It's really a, you know, a top six, top eight even uh, that are becoming much more competitive, which is great for global netball. And most of these teams, Lisa, like uh, the New Zealand team's preparation is the ANZ Premiership. You have a similar type competition in Australia as do England. And I always think this could well be the measure of the strength of the domestic competitions once we we take them on. There's not as much international between teams as other codes like, like rugby and cricket, etc. Et Do you think that's a fair barometer that what we saw was the strength of the local competitions, they bore fruit at the Worlds? Yeah, I really do, um, particularly around Jamaica. I mean, having, I think, with six of their players or five at least that are playing regularly in the Suncorp Super Netball over here in Australia has definitely added to the strength of Jamaica and it's making them a real threat. I mean, they, 
the semi-final that Australia had to play against them, I was not um, convinced that we could necessarily get over Jamaica. I was very concerned and worried. But in the end, I think we played an extremely disciplined, tactically smart game against them and we used our bench very, very well to get that victory over Jamaica. So really that was like the gold medal game and I think us coming up against England, we had probably two of their players who are regulars in the Suncorp Super Nipple as well over here in the domestic competition. Those two, Helen Housby and Eleanor Cardwell, you know, were very, very good form from their mm. domestic competition and they brought that with um, outstanding performances for England. The rest of the players, some of them obviously had Laura Malcolm there in New Zealand, the rest of the players playing, you know, applying their trade in English Super League, which... You know, having experienced that, it is it is very good, but it is not up to the standard of what happens here in Australia. And I think the countries that had players playing in this competition here in Australia had a great advantage at the World Cup. When you're in charge of Australian airport, or even now, is there an appetite? Like, I really miss the trans-Tasman domestic stuff when our teams used to play your teams. And I know it was expensive, and I think Australia had more financial difficulty maintaining that relationship than the New Zealand relationship. I might be wrong there. Is it time? Is Do you think there would be an appetite to reintroduce some trans-Tasman provincial club stuff? I think there is, and I think it was terrific for our sport when we had it. Um, look, there were financial difficulties on both sides of the ditch, let's be honest. Okay. Um, you know, definitely New Zealand netball probably in the past have been much more well supported financially uh, through broadcast rights over there for TV, whereas, you know, over here we had to pay for production. Mm. We now at least don't have to pay for production, but we still have, you know, fairly... Uh, draconian shared arrangements with getting income in. So it is tough. Um, you know, I know there have been private backers that have wanted to put private equity into getting netball up to that next level. And I think it would depend on us having, um, you know, some sort of domestic competition with New Zealand as well, because it obviously opens up the market to both Australia and New Zealand. And, you know, I think it's exciting too. It breathes, you know, life into netball here. And, um, you know, certainly from New Zealand's point of view, I think they're, you know, looking at the fact that they've gone away from that model. Has that actually helped their silver ferns be prepared for a World Cup? I think you'd say on the evidence available that that has not been the case. So I think there will be some discussions from New Zealand's point of view particularly, but also from Australia's. I think, again, opening up the market means we're going to get bigger dollars into the broadcast and also, you know, sponsors and corporate partners will look to expand, you know, the market that they get to, you know, get the viewers watching the game and watching their ads. Yeah, and um, women's sports gone through an absolute renaissance here in New Zealand the last 24 months with the Rugby Women's World Cup going gangbusted, sell-out stadiums with the FIFA Women's World Cup. I think it's time now administrators can go with a, a lot more receptive I think commercial audience to to get some some financial backing and and with the finances I mean I don't know the details but there's been headlines that um, the the club competition over in Australia's got a seven and a half million dollar hole that might be a bit sensationalised I, I don't know and also the contracting issues pre World Cup where they were asking players to sign on for three years before they'd be picked for the diamonds and it, it looks a bit murky in Australia but 
is it worrying or is it is it um, am I making too much of it? Look, it's always a concern when you know you hear about black holes, but considering the amount of billion, like you know AFL over here is a billion dollar business, it's not really that much. Um, and I look, I know it concerns netball associations, and that's part of the problem is that we are administered by associations that are very much beholden to their associations and the grassroots. And I think what we do need is a real injection of private money. Um, into netball to get it to go up to that next level. It really needs a bit of a boost at the moment, which would help all the associations and the clubs to run, um, you know, their their teams much more like businesses. And I think that's been the issue for us. Um, and also, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we do need to ride this crest. We have to compete against the other sports, the other women's sports particularly, in terms of paying players. I think the payment um, issue will get over the line. I think there's been much more cooperation since we had that debacle before the World Cup where you know, Nepal Australia held back on selection or announcing the selection. I think there's been a real shift in Netball Australia's view towards the players and hopefully working together uh, for the good of the sport. So, you know, I'm more optimistic about it than pessimistic at the moment. Brilliant. And just before we head off, Lisa, I'd love your take on the Silver Ferns' performance at the Netball World Cup. The two big things for me, my observation, and you know Netball better than me, was they didn't recover from the loss of Grace Nwicky uh, being eliminated. And like one of the best shooters in the world, your second best shooter can't all of a sudden become best shooter in the world. But Kelly Jury playing wing defence against Jamaica, our tallest player, um, fantastic goalkeeper, asked to play wing defence, not nimble enough for me, um, was a real head scratcher. What what was your observation of the Ferns campaign? Yeah, look, I saw, I understood Nolene's viewpoint on that, which was to really, you know, get arms over and create that pressure into the circle, um, because sometimes you can think, you know. Perhaps Kelly was wasted back on Jania Fowler, who's going to get a certain amount of goals anyway. But it did, I think it did backfire a bit. It Certainly, Kelly Jury drew the attention of the umpires out there too, which was a concern. Um, and I think perhaps she would have been better, you know, we can all be smart in hindsight, but I think that was a bit of a risk that was taken. Um, and certainly missing Grace out of that team was a big whack to the team um, but that's the thing everyone has to step up and understand that you know um, the rest of the team has to make up for that but again in such a closely fought World Cup it really would make a difference if I was missing you know my top goal shooter at the time Caitlin Bassett you know it might have worked out well but at the end of the day it is a big hole out of your team as well. Mm. Hey Lisa, really appreciate your time Enjoyed our chat today uh, I'd love to get you on again some stage Thank you very much Yes, she is, Lisa Alexander Former Australian netball coach uh, Fascinating insights uh, Speaks really, really well That's our netball update Let's have our new sport and weather update With Johnny Mack